I'm Sherry Schock, and this podcast is for school leaders. Welcome, everyone, to our first episode of the podcast, The Principalship. My current work as the executive director at the Institute for Excellence in Education, I have the honor of working with principals in, in schools across the nation. And I see people who have stepped into the principalship and they bring leadership to the teachers and to the students they serve. And it's a real honor to get to do this work. With this bird's eye view, it's both a blessing and a curse because I have seen some of the best principals lead their buildings through terrible experiences and bring them through on top. I've also seen some of the worst principals just drive their schools deeper into demise. And then, of course, lots of good principals doing good work and finding multiple levels of success. And to me, that's not enough. Our kids deserve great. They deserve to have great principals. They deserve great teachers. They deserve great learning opportunities. And I could talk about any one of those things, but since this podcast is about the principalship, I'm going to stick with the principal soapbox for this episode. And I'm going to say that um, we know enough about leadership, we know enough about instruction, and we know enough about child development that every principal can be great, that we can all take all those things we've learned about the job that we are supposed to, to do and um, be great at it. Be great at it for the kids that we serve. It's a challenge. You have to challenge the status quo to be great at it, but we can do it. So research tells us that there are some key factors that lead to the success of students in schools. And the number one school factor, according to Marzano and a lot of other researchers, is the teacher. Of course, the most obvious one. The teacher spends a lot of time with students. They're responsible for that face-to-face -face delivery of instruction. But the number two factor is the principal. And these findings affirm that your role as the principal is vital to the success of your students and your schools. So what does that mean for you as a leader? And I know, I know it's hard work and I know that leaders post-COVID are, and even before COVID, we struggle just to keep our head above water. You can't make anybody happy. It's a difficult job. But there are a few key implications that come from this knowledge that, that principals hold such an important role in the success of students in schools. The first implication is that the success of your school depends on you and your leadership. The second implication is that you hold all the power you need to hold when it comes to determining the trajectory of your school. And the third one is that the relationships that you build with the members of your school community will create the culture of that school. So let's talk about each of these one at a time. First, the success of your school depends on your leadership. Many of us who lead schools recognize that the school is a representation of the community. It's a microcosm. And from an American value, we think that's important. We like this grassroots idea that schools are locally controlled and that they represent the people uh, that live within them and that people have a voice in, in the community and how their kids are educated. We value that. 
And we sometimes, in holding that value, we sometimes lose the idea or the remembrance that we are the paid professional responsible for educating the kids in that community. And so that means that sometimes when it comes to leading, we have to sometimes push against those local beliefs, especially those that keep the kids and the schools in a cycle of underperformance. If, you know, if we're dealing with families that don't value attendance at schools, we have to help them find the ways to help them understand that attendance is important if they want their students to be successful. So we have to push against some of those local beliefs. Recognizing that the school depends on your leadership means that we own the things that happen and everyone in that building is, we recognize that's under our domain. That ultimately the success and the failure of the school and the teachers and the students, it's our responsibility. And here's the kicker. Here is the research behind this idea. Beyond taking responsibility for the work, you have to believe that you have the capacity to lead your school to success. That's called efficacy. So efficacy is that belief that you can and will succeed. So if you think about it this way, if you start a diet and you believe that you're going to be successful, you will because you won't quit until you are. If you start that same diet and you think you aren't going to make it, 100% you are not going to follow the diet. Same goes with budgeting. If you put your family on a big budget and you think at the end of that six months you're going to go on a great vacation and you're going to keep close tabs on things and you believe in the power of your ability to be successful with that budget, in six months you'll probably take your family on vacation. Maybe it'll take a year because you're going to fall on and off the, the budget wagon. But if you believe that you have the capacity to do it, you will. And conversely, if you think that budgeting is fruitless and you're, you don't have enough money to, to you know, make ends meet, there's no way you're going to be successful with it. We teach this concept to kids at a very, very early age. The Little Engine That Could is my favorite book about efficacy. And that little engine, really, once he believed he could get up that mountain, he could. And when he believed he couldn't, he couldn't. So if you apply that to your leadership and you think of, you enter your building every day with that mantra in your head, I think I can, I think I can, you'll be right. And if you enter your building with a doubt about your abilities, you'll also be right. So recognizing that the success of your school depends on your leadership means you need to grab that school by its horns, along with all of the challenges in that school, and believe that you can make a difference and that you won't stop until you do. That's recognizing that the success of your school depends on your leadership. Second, we often underestimate the power that we hold as principals. So when it comes to determining the trajectory of the building, you hold the variables. I often hear school leaders abdicate this authority quickly. My teachers are really well respected and they've been here a long time. They're set in their ways. They're not going to change. I hear things like central office isn't giving me the resources I need and materials or in staffing. Therefore, we can't meet the needs of our students. 
sometimes, unfortunately, we blame the students themselves. Their families are impoverished. Their parents don't care. I don't know how to change. This is, it's cultural that they don't value school. That is abdicating the power and authority that we have as the building principal. And that means to overcome that, you have to champion new instructional practices with a stagnant and respected staff. That means that you have to advocate for funding or sometimes go find the funding to support your students' needs. How you overcome the obstacles you face is how you create the culture in your school. I'm gonna say that one more time. How you overcome the obstacles you face is how you create this culture of your school. Are you the victim or are you the champion? Are you gonna lead or are you gonna be the victim? Kids deserve great principles. You have to be the leader who overcomes those challenges and takes charge. And then the third component is about the relationships you build with the members of your community. That will also create the culture of your school. If you grab that school by the horns and if you take charge and you wield that power that you hold with an iron fist, when you look behind you, and you, you will see just a few followers and a very unsuccessful and unhappy school environment. You must be purposeful as you build a positive school environment. You want it to be joyous. You want it to be a place where teachers are excited to come together and to learn and where students are excited to be there with their peers and that they know adults care for them while they're there. A positive school culture embraces academic risk-taking it depends on collaboration, and it celebrates personal and professional growth. So guess what? It's your job to intentionally orchestrate all of that. One of the first things we learned in our educational leadership courses is the importance of building a school culture. And I'm going to say that building a positive school culture is the number one job you have as the leader of that building. I see brave leaders who manage the school culture like the conductor of the New York Philharmonic. These brave principals have purposely created opportunities for adults in the building to come together. They laugh. They build collaboration among their team members. They encourage kids to have a voice in their school culture. And they set very high expectations for success. They create a place where teachers and students want to be, where they want to perform, where they want to represent their school and their community well. So the, the great school leader owns the culture and is purposeful about the creation of positive learning environments. So you can do this. I know you can do it. But not if you're focused on locker combinations at the beginning of the school year. Too many leaders are going to the place where they feel safe, management. They know that they have to hand out locker comms and they're all the work that goes before that. They know that there's this distribution of Chromebooks that needs to go a certain way. Uh, they know that the collection of um, classroom supplies is important. And I'm not saying that locker comms and Chromebooks and school supplies are not necessary. They absolutely are to the successful operation of a school. But I am saying that they don't move your school in the direction of joy and collaboration and academic risk-taking. Orderly operations are important and there are other people who can lead those pieces for you. You gotta find that person that you can trust to sort out the locker combinations so you can get to the real work of building that culture around academics 
and learning and collaboration. So we surrender sometimes to management because it's easy, it's less scary, it's something that we know. So when I was a principal, and even today at IE, I love the beginning of the, of the school year. You know, I think about bringing my team together for the first time. Uh, I start to think about creative ways because of how I can leave my staff feeling energized and excited about the next 10 months. I want them to think about the work that they're going to do in schools and how that will trickle down to kids and how the teachers and the administrators they work with are going to benefit from them so that they leave excited. We do things like we have themed day movies and one year people dress like their favorite movie character to our first staff meeting. Or sometimes we have scavenger hunts and we add creativity to that. So it's not just a scavenger hunt. You know, for example, one of the activities was focused on our mission statements and statement and teams had to write a song and record themselves singing it to our mission statement. And so oh, we had lots of fun with that. And people were laughing and we were building our culture and we were modeling great learning opportunities. And so it was fun and people get excited about um, coming together. My first pair of cowboy boots I bought was for one of our staff meetings where we had a Western theme and I needed some cowboy boots, so I got them. As I think about getting ready for the you know next school year and the work I wanna do for kids, I see it as an opportunity as a great principal or in our organization, a great executive director to form that culture from day one. And I was really inspired a few weeks ago when I sat down with Daisha Beasley. Daisha is the new high school principal at Oxford High School in Michigan. And last November, Ohio Oxford High School had uh, a traumatic experience that every principal fears. Um, they had an active shooter in the school building who unfortunately killed students and staff members. I asked Asha, how do you begin to plan the start of your school year in that situation? And her answer was amazing. She said, I don't know yet, but I do know I'm called to do this. I know they need me. They are my teachers and they are my students. And if Daisha can be great and brave enough to think about how to rebuild the culture of the school that will forever be changed, each one of us can set aside the locker combination spreadsheet and think about how we will lead our team to a positive culture. As we start this new school year, it's time for you to think about and plan how you will show up and how you will be the great leader your students deserve. I'm Sherry Schock, and this podcast is for school leaders. Join us for the next podcast as we interview current IE coach and former principal Frank McMurray. And he talks about the ups and the downs of leading a school.